Hello, you listen to episode 23 of It's Just The One Podcast, actually. My name is Jake. And my name's Adam. We're going to be revisiting our film club and talking about the trial of the Chicago 7. We're also going to be discussing Justice League, and then we'll finish off and discuss Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I'm just leaving it in. Just I can't do it anymore. It. I can't do it any more times. No luck catching them swans, then. It's just the one swan, actually. Right. Um, Adam's a bit rusty on the intro. Yeah, it's been, <laughs> it's been, it's been about six weeks. Um, Jake was saying before we started, we missed our anniversary. We've been doing the podcast for over a year now. Ooh. We missed our anniversary. But we've been busy, boys, haven't we? We've been we we've have. been busy. Um, yeah, I'm moving again. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm move, I've got a house, Very uh, nice. which we're moving into uh, literally in the next couple of days of recording this, um, and it's literally just been sorting that out for me. Um, I'm trying to like get everything boxed off and get everything moved across. Um, but but yeah, we're in a position now where I can just quickly do. Nice little episode. Squeeze um, one out. Squeeze, <laughs> squeeze one out. <laughs> um, uh, and yeah, so we we obviously announced the 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 film club on the last episode with the trial of Chicago Seven, which we both watched about nine weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, so in the last episode as well, uh, we talked about um. Zack Schneider's Justice League, which has since come out, and we both uh, sat down and watched all four hours of that. So we'll review that, and then also, what before, uh, uh, in the midst of um, the, the last episode, uh, Marvel has released Falcon and the Winter Soldier, the second uh, Marvel TV show, and we're I think I think we're three episodes into that, so we'll 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 do a quick little review of them three episodes as well. Um, so yes, yeah, so there's plenty to talk about. Um, in this little catch up, I need to stop saying catch up. It is a catch, yeah, because there's <laughs> <laughs> we'll be, we'll we do this every episode where we're like, oh yeah, so welcome back, or uh, just a little catch up. Uh, but we've got loads more coming in, and then we do like two months of. <laughs> And then it's like, and then it's a catch up, and we got loads. No, no. We, but we actually have got. It's literally you've you've been working. Yeah, a lot it's just been busy, hasn't it? And it, yeah, we, I'm moving and plus work, so it's yeah. so it's it's been hard. But just, we can just blame COVID. COVID. And COVID's a, yeah, COVID's um, a fucking nightmare. Um, but yes, so we're gonna get this one out, and then we're not gonna promise anything moving forward. No, because <laughs> we're gonna do. We'll do another episode at some point. <laughs> um, yeah, hope, hopefully we'll get another around one Christmas. <laughs> we'll be back with a Christmas special. Yeah, um, yeah. So we're going to talk about uh, the uh, trial of Chicago Seven. Well, we want to underscore again that we're coming to Chicago peacefully, but whether we're given permits or not, we're coming. We're going to Chicago to protest the Vietnam War. And there's no place to be right now, but in it. We watched for a decade while these rebels without a job tell us how to prosecute a war. Well, they're going to spend their 30s in a federal facility, real time. People say, you know, Abby, are you concerned about an overreaction from the cops? <laughs> Holy shit. You all right? No words until I saw that. Are the people ready to make opening arguments? At the defense table. Abby Hoffman, Jerry Rubin, Dave Dellinger, Rennie Davis, Lee Weiner, John Freund, Tom Hayden, and Bobby Seale. These defendants had a plan, and the plan was to incite a riot. Um, so just 
uh, obviously last episode uh, we announced this new uh, feature where we say that we're going to watch a film and then invite you basically to watch it uh, and then obviously uh, you watch it and then we we talk about it basically uh, mm. so it just gives you a nice little um, like your thoughts and stuff matched to yeah, our yeah, thoughts exactly. um, and then yes yeah, so, so we're going to so we both sat down and watched it uh, so it's on Netflix for anyone who hasn't. You've had about four weeks to <laughs> to, to watch it. So, um, but it is on Netflix. Uh, it came out towards the end of last year, uh, and yes. Yeah, so, so we finally sat down. Uh, what did you think? Um, I'll be honest. I, I I enjoyed it. I did like it. I like a good old uh, sort of courtroom drama, <laughs> um, but it didn't blow me away. It, I, I, I didn't it's a nice up. little subgenre that the courtroom yeah, genre yeah. films. Yeah, because you know you know it's going to be juicy because they yeah. wouldn't bother otherwise. A few good men. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, twelve angry men. Going 12, back to a classic. The judge is a good one with um, Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, and that's a good one. Robert Duvall. I haven't seen Robert it. Robert Duvall. Um, <laughs> yeah, so Drive the Cargo Seven. It's um, based on a true story. Um, a bunch of protesters. Um, they're protesting sending more troops to Vietnam. Yeah. Um, mm. They don't they don't want the war to go ahead or, or to continue in Vietnam. So they um, they basically try to plan a protest in mm-hmm. Chicago. Yeah, yeah. So there's there's going to be a big sort of like political event in Chicago. Yeah, and they're going to protest there because they'll get the audience. Basically, they'll get the media coverage. They try mm-hmm. and plan the protest. Um, they don't get any permission and all that. They try and get like permission for the park. It doesn't happen. But the the group of people that go, they're all from different like. Um, organizations aren't they so there's yeah. a couple of people from like a uni mm-hmm. who are uh, they've got like their own group and then there's like a few yippies yeah they call them uh, they're, they're probably the best characters to be honest played yeah, by yeah. Sasha Baron Cohen and Jeremy Strong Jeremy Strong <laughs> um, so they play like the, the two hippie types they're unbelievable in it to be honest yeah um, so they they go they protest and a riot breaks out and mm. they go to court Um on grounds of inciting a riot and yeah. uh, causing like injuries to people and police and stuff like that. Um, written and directed by Aaron Sorkin, the American Chris Nolan. Um, <laughs> just because the he looks truth. exactly like him. The, the As Jake says, apparently, <laughs> apparently, according to Jake, he's an Evertonian. Up the top he's. Poor fella. <laughs> um, is this, um, he hasn't directed that many films, has he? He's obviously he's, he's, he's much more yeah. famous for his screenwriting. He's, he's very famous uh, screenwriter in he's <laughs> <laughs> he's a very famous uh, screenwriter uh, not just in the United States he's he's, he's world renowned screenwriter um, some of his works his, so the majority of his films his, his, um, his scripts they're all very dialogue heavy um, so it's it's very much uh you know, one of them was the the social network. Yeah, uh, which I would say was probably probably one of the best best scripts oh, um, of the past couple of years. Uh, just for the just because it's such a probably a mundane and boring topic, like mm. oh, the making of Facebook, <laughs> but the but he turn it into like such a political. Um, it's like a political twist, and the characters are all just so like s- sleazy. Even like Mark Zuckerberg come, doesn't come out of it looking well. Like n- no. none of the characters come out of it looking well. Um, 
but his film, yeah, so his, his, the majority of his scripts and films are all very dialogue heavy. Uh, he was uh, the, the lead writer on The West Wing, which is like a dead famous um, American TV show. Um, I haven't watched it myself. No, but, I haven't seen that. But um, it's got, I think it got loads of awards at one point, probably. Um, but yeah, so he he actually directed the Trial of Chicago Seven, which is quite rare for him um, to actually write the film and then direct it. Um, so this is the second film in the director's chair. Uh, his first film was Molly's Game. Uh, which was released a couple of years ago, I think 2017, 2018. Yeah, 2017, yeah. Um, that was his first film. That was, again, very dialogue-heavy with Jessica Chastain um, and Idris Elba. This, exactly the same, dialogue-heavy, um, really, really good script. Um, for for his second film, really well-directed. Uh, Adam's just told me he's got a couple of other films coming up where he's so he's making that transition from screenwriter yeah. to director um which is never normally easy um but it's quite seamless for him because i think because he writes his own scripts uh, he's got f- full control of what he wants and yeah exactly of, uh, obviously when he's probably writing it, he's got a shot in mind of how he would film it whereas if you're the screenwriter you just basically give the scripts to the director and they visualize how that thing's gonna look. Yeah. Um, so he, he, that transition he's making is quite seamless. Uh, the film itself, um, I thought was really good. Uh, probably in the same boat as Adam. Um, so yes, it's very dialogue heavy, but the the actual topic uh, and the the actors, um, it, the acting's superb. Like the cast is fantastic. There's uh, Eddie Redmayne, mm. uh, Sasha Baron Cohen. Um, what's his name? Uh, Mark Rylance, is it? Yeah, as the as the defense lawyer. Mark yeah. Rylance is the defense lawyer. Um, Jeremy Strong from uh, what's the TV show called? Succession. Mm. Uh, Jeremy Strong, Jordan uh, Jordan Gordon Levitt is in it. Um, Jordan Gordon. <laughs> Jordan Gordon Levitt. <laughs> Joseph Gordon Levitt. Jordan <laughs> Gordon. <laughs> <laughs> John Gordon Levitt, Joseph Gordon Levitt, uh, and then Frank, uh, Big Frank, Big Frank Langala, yeah, is the judge, and he's just the worst. Horrible he's bastard. He's just a he? horrible, horrible bastard. Which is strange because because like, Frank Langala just seems like such a lovable bloke. <laughs> yeah, but, um, not anymore. But he's he's horrible in it. So basically, the as Adam was saying, the the organize a, uh, a protest. Um, in Chicago against the Vietnam War. Um, they are then charged for the protest. None of the seven that are in the courtroom have ever met each other. So as Adam no. said, they're all they're all from different backgrounds, different groups, all doing this the the, the one march basically. Yeah. So they're all on trial for the same thing, but they've never met each other. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that plays out quite a lot. Um, so there's a lot of themes of race, ethnicity, um, very um, especially with Black Americans. Um, so there's one actor who plays uh, Bobby Seal in the film. Um, he's an African American, and the judge is like heavily, um, heavily just racist, basically, well, yeah, isn't he? He just targets him. Racist. 
So he, do, he give, doesn't give the same privileges to the other members who are all different. Yeah. Probably the same. Like They're all white, uh, but he doesn't give the same privilege to uh, Bobby Seale that he does to the others. And it's 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 disgusting, to be yeah. honest. I found those those um the the like altercations between because Bobby Seale um he's he's the leader of the Black Panther group um yeah and he's on trial but he's also at the point in the film he's also on trial in a different state isn't he for yes well he's been accused of murder yeah um so he's on trial and his lawyer doesn't doesn't turn up does he no so I think he's in hospital or something his lawyer and yeah. he chooses to represent himself doesn't mm-hmm. he um so then that will that already causes like immediate yeah. problems legally mm-hmm. um but the sort the conflict between the judge and bobby seale i thought it was like horrific wasn't it there's like that really pati- the particular scene when um what does he do he basically he keeps uh break- he's held into contempt doesn't he so he's yeah, forced he gets, i think he gets charged chair. with like 50 odds yeah. um charges of contempt of course for yeah. speaking when he's not supposed to um generally just breaking the rules anyway yeah. um out of sheer frustration and he gets taken into the back doesn't he yeah and like beating and stuff, gagging yeah. and tied, and they yeah. bring him back out into the dock, and he's like, "Can't, can't do anything." That's horrific. But then they get like that sort of solidarity from all the other people on trial. Yeah, um, and they just basically refuse to like. Um, what was it when the judge stands up to leave the courtroom, and they all yeah. So, so obviously, when the judge stands up, you've all got to like all rise, and none of them rise apart from one. Um, mm. And they all sort of just look at him. Yeah, he says he forgets, Sonny, but yeah. I'm not convinced. And then, um, yeah, so so there's like that union thing where obviously all rise, you're meant to rise, and then they all mm. just sort of, they don't know each other, but they all stay in their seats yeah. uh, because of the way that the judge has treated Bobby. Mm. Um, and then one of them rises, but then he gets like a nice little redemption arc where yeah. at the end yeah. he's the one to he's not, read all the names yeah, of the yeah. people who've died in the Vietnam War. He's not a very likable character. I found no, I didn't like character. he's called no. Tom Tom Hayden, I think. No, yeah. Um yeah, I didn't like him at all to be honest. No, he's very he, shady he's, and he's just, think, privileged, he's just a privileged white white boy, yeah, isn't he? Yeah. Like he's got yeah. he's got the right sort of um ideologies mm-hmm. in terms of the war, but he's just a bit of a dickhead, yeah, really. Exactly. And, and um Sasha Baron Cohen's character can like see right through that. Exactly, yeah. And there's that there's that scene when they're in the house, they're all staying together while they're on trial mm-hmm. and the lawyer comes round, uh, Mark Rylance, and they basically do like a fake trial as if yeah. as if um Tom Hayden was to take the stand. Yeah. Can he like take the pressure, basically? And he just absolutely bottles it. Yeah. Um so Sasha Baron Cohen's character takes the stand instead. Yeah. What's he got? He's called Abby, isn't he? I think. Yeah, yeah. Sasha um, Baron fantastic in this well, film. He's, I think he's nominated for the Oscar, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, he's, um, he's brilliant. Yeah, he's nominated for the Oscar in the role, and it won the Golden Globe for Best Screenplay, which is mm. no surprise. I don't yeah, know, it's, 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 it'll clean that up for the Oscar, I think. If Aaron Sorkin didn't win yeah. the Screenplay Award he was nominated for. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's, for me, it's just like a few particular scenes that stand out, and they're like really powerful. Mm. But overall, um, yeah, I don't. My main thing with it, and I think there's only a handful of films that have actually gone straight to Netflix that are, that have skipped this for me. But my main thing with it is, I think I would have enjoyed it more if I was in the cinema to yeah, watch yeah. it. Um, I think. It's, it's it's a weird thing with Netflix with their films because some of the films are generally good. Um, some of them are absolutely awful. Mm. Um, but it's always that surrounding for me. 
I think when you're in a cinema, you, you, you're not forced to watch it, but there's nothing else for you. To, you've got to engage with what's yeah, in front exactly. of you. Whereas when you're at home on the TV, you are like... You're semi-aware. Semi-aware yeah. of your surroundings. It's, and it's um, with it being... It's it's a, it's just a dialogue driven film. Like there's 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 little to no action. Like there's exactly. there's bits they sort of yeah. refer to in the riots and stuff, but mm. it's like it's so minimal. So I can see yeah. what you're saying with this. It's it's so easy to just drift away. And I think with a heavy dialogue film, it works when it's in the cinema more than when it's on the telly or when it's mm. uh, like social network. It was it was incredible when I went to the pictures to see it. Like the dialogue, because you were just like. Every little quip, you were just hanging off, like waiting for the next one to come along, uh, and then when you watch it at home, it doesn't have the right the same like. Not that it's not that it's it's exactly the same film, but your surroundings do definitely have an effect of how you what you think about that film. Yeah, definitely. Um, and I think this is definitely one of them where it just feels. Uh, I wasn't as engaged as I wanted to be with mm. it. Um. But it, it was a really good film when it, it was the performances were fantastic. Um, the like there was absolutely like it, as you say it should win the script should clean up for the Oscar for the script. Um, but there was just a lack of I couldn't engage with it yeah. as I probably wanted to, um, or as I could, probably could have in the cinema if that makes yeah, sense. Yeah. Well, that's the thing because we're we're sitting here saying like watching it at home you sort of drift off but then it's like it's still like on us to an extent mm. to like get it get invested mm. in it but mm. that's 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 the that's the problem like you said if you put a film straight on netflix that's what's gonna happen yeah. people will just put it on and then it, it's it's the problem it is a problem watching films at home because you'll you'll just mm. pause it you'll get up do something mm. or, and, and eventually you can just end up do it if you do that you can just end up switching it off definitely and then if you yeah. come back to it it's just not the same yeah so yeah it's a bit definitely. of an issue that's a bit of an issue but we, we feel the same on that anyway don't we films yeah. going straight to exactly tv and stuff it's just not a good idea really no it's not you need to go and watch it how it how it should be watched really. exactly um but no i did i did enjoy it um as i say really strong performances uh the script is fantastic uh the story uh, was really good. It was really interesting because uh, I've never, I've never knew about that. I've never heard of it. Either, to it be might honest. be more of an American history thing, but yeah. um, I never knew about uh, the trial or anything like that. Um, and it's, it's, it was quite relevant with obviously what's going on in the world right now. Yeah, definitely. Um, hopefully, it's obviously a turn in the tide where um, we're all sort of waking up to um, how how we treat each other. Um, and that we shouldn't we shouldn't obviously t- treat each other just based on um, race or ethnicity or anything like that. And it was really interesting to bring that sort of film out with with what's going on at the moment and say like this is this is your past and there's still people that don't acknowledge that this this exactly. sort of goes on. Um, but yeah, there was just it was a lack of engagement for me. I think, um, and yeah. It just, it just felt very like oh that was good it wasn't yeah. like oh my god that was like go and watch that i didn't have an urge to go to anyone oh go watch that trial yeah. chicago seven it was just a good film i think um it was sophie that said she would have probably enjoyed it more if it played out as a series and it, and i i'm not sure if i that's a good point yeah i'm not sure yeah. if i agree wholly but the only thing i can sort of say well yeah that is a good idea is the character developments with some of them because yeah. there's 
there's eight people on trial because there's the Chicago Seven and mm. then there's there's Bobby Seale as well, mm. um, and I think you focus on like three mm. the three characters. It's it's um, Sasha Baron Cohen and Eddie Redmayne's characters mm. and Bobby Seale are sort of the main three, but there's other characters there that I'd sort of just like to get involved a bit more yeah. with. Like um, I can't remember his name now. Um, he plays. He's like the big bald guy. Uh, yeah, David Dillinger's yeah. character. Yeah, David Dillinger. Um, I quite like this character, but I just feel like we didn't get enough. He had like really powerful moments, yeah. but it was like, mm, yeah. And then Michael like Keaton just pops up. Michael Keaton just pops up out that of the blue. That's and mad. like sort of saves the day for them. Yeah, yeah. Well, he, um, he tries anyway, doesn't he? Yeah. Um, that was a really good scene. That actually. I like um, that when they go around to his house and then they go around to his house and they're like they're not too sure if he's gonna do anything yeah. and then when he gets in court he actually helps them. Yeah, yeah. Um it was a really good scene, really powerful scene as well. Uh but yeah, I think I think you and I think Sophie's right. Um you could definitely see it more as a TV show or like a limited series. Just like a four or five part exactly. thing. Exactly. And yeah. the, you know, the actual the actual protest and the, the, the riots, yeah, yeah. you know, you could get because obviously, like you say, there's so many different characters. You could actually get the same protest from the different perspectives, like yeah, the build yeah. up to it, and then you get a, when you get to the trial, you get a better understanding of what their motives are, like who they are as characters. So you make yeah. you feel a bit more, I don't know, a bit more invested. We could have definitely worked as a as a limited series, hundred um, percent. But it, it doesn't mean to say that it was bad. It was a, it was a good film, but yeah, yeah, and it's got that sort of like you said, it's got like that reprieve at the end, like that feel good, yeah, thing at the yeah. end. But then it tells you what happens to all the people afterwards, and it's like just immediately depressing again. Yeah. <laughs> and so just in case, pe- just in case people haven't seen it, but yeah, but it's but, a really uplifting ending, yeah. and then it's just like, by the way, this one died, yeah. and then it's <laughs> like oh, the most the most likable character killed themselves, like oh, yeah, yeah, great, exactly. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Uh, I'd recommend people to watch it if you're into that kind of thing. I'm not saying it's a bad film. I'm just saying it's not. I don't think it's particularly for me, really. Mm. But yeah, Trial of Chicago 7, I'd give it like a solid 7.5. A 7.5. Pushing towards an 8. But that's just based purely on the writing and the performances. Like It, it is superbly done. It's just easy to get yeah. distracted from because it's just rate ultimately it. it's just people talking yeah. and talking and talking i'd say it was sound i'd say it was a sound film it's a sound film it's a sound film yeah it's not a belter but it's, it's nah. sound. this is what revolution looks like real revolution we may have to hurt somebody's feelings is this prosecution politically motivated i'm tired of hearing you it would be impossible for me to care any less what you are tired of here i to find some courage now. Now, How much is it worth to you? What's your price? To call off the revolution? My life. Open your eyes cause a new day is dawning. Obviously, we're not going to say oh next week we're gonna watch this next time because we don't know when next time might be with everything going on uh but we have decided on the next film Mm. um which you can uh buy and watch uh so it's so it's available on sky movies amazon prime um you will have to purchase it or you can wait uh, and hopefully go and see it in the pictures, yeah. which I was sort of leaning towards. Uh, but we're going to watch Godzilla vs. Kong. Can't wait, lad. 
I can't wait. And then we're going to go to the pictures and watch it yeah, again, we'll watch again because it needs to be seen on the big screen. But um, so yes, yeah, so we're going to watch Godzilla vs Kong. It is out uh, as as I say, it is out on um, you're, you're you're able to buy it and rent it sort of deal. It's out in the states on in the cinema. Um, and I don't know if you've noticed, and it's in China as well, I think. But yeah. I, I don't know if you noticed the traction it's been doing in terms of box office, because it's been. I think it did open number one. It's been devouring it. It's literally yeah, uh, which is a really good China. sign. Didn't it break? Didn't it? I think because I'm not sure what the situation is in China, but I see. I just seen a stat and I can't remember what it was. But wasn't it like? It's the biggest opening yeah. in COVID yeah, yeah. times or something yeah, like yeah. that. And, and for America as well. Yeah. So it's literally, it's really good sign that people are, uh, obviously them two countries, but our, ourselves remains to be seen. But it's a good sign that people are willing to go back to the cinema. Um, 100%. And it's, it's, you know what, it's probably the best film to come out in terms of, oh, we're going to have a, a little bit of an escapism. Yeah. Go and watch, as I said, yeah, yeah. go and watch a, a fucking exactly. giant lizard punch a big gorilla. Um <laughs> But it's got really good reviews, which really shocked me because yeah, we watched. Like, um, I like the first Godzilla, and then Godzilla, the King of the Monsters, yeah. is just a massive like it's teared, but we enjoy it because it's just it's what just, you want. It's, it's just, just loads like, of like if you, like when it comes down to it, like fighting. It's just a moth like kicking the shit out exactly. of exactly, and it's like a three-headed thing. And it's not all. asked about the humans, and that's yeah. what you want. You don't go to a Godzilla film to be investors in it's the just, human narrative. It's just pointless violence, exactly. It? Like, so um, it, it was a bad film. Like the narrative was all over the place, but uh, and, <laughs> we and sort of enjoyed Skull it. Island as well. And Skull Island, Skull Island, I actually thought the Kong Skull Island, I actually thought was all right oh, film. No, it's just a bit mad, isn't it? Like, uh, it's just a bit mad. It is, uh, but I actually I mean, thought it was a, it was an all right film. I love that bit in Skull Island, like. Um, because I, I hadn't seen it, but then I, I basically just watched it in yeah, yeah. little mini parts. Yeah. And uh, that who's the guy who like sacrifices himself? And it's the most pointless sacrifice oh, in the history. Um, of yeah, like, and yeah. he's like, he's I can't remember the character's name or the actor, but I know who you're on about. Yeah. He's like this father figure for this other, like um, this other like uh, marine, isn't he? Yeah. And he's like getting him through it all, and he sort of just like sacrifices himself. He just gives up. He's like, I can't be asked anymore. <laughs> he just sat in and he like. Doesn't he like he like, pulls like flings a, a load of grenades and yeah. walks towards him and He's then got like the, five grenades and then the lizard just like swings its tail at him and he goes <laughs> flying <laughs> he away goes, from what he wants to do and like, just blows yeah, up the side even, of him. Oh it my to, god! To detonate in the grenades, exactly. Like, and it's oh. like, what, do, what? Like, why do you suddenly think five grenades That's is so going to defeat that giant lizard? <laughs> it's the midpoint. The, the lizard was just like, what are you yeah. doing? I can see that it's you've not, got <laughs> you've got grenades. It's not even a sacrifice. Get away from It's like literally they're like wading through like the swamp or something, and he just goes. What yeah, this means. <laughs> <laughs> gotta be asked with this. Well, it literally just turns around and he's like, nah. Oh, nah. but large part, I thought it was all right. Film Kong Skull Island, it wasn't like, don't, don't yeah. get me wrong, it's not a definitive no, no. Um, King Kong film. Watch fucking Peter Jackson's yeah. film for that because that's just that's quality, isn't it? Absolutely, it like makes me cry every time. But, <laughs> um, I thought it was all right, and then I was expecting the reviews for this to just be. Utter shite. I was expecting like, like threes and fours across oh, the board. Yeah, I was expecting ones and twos. <laughs> but actually, it's the good, reviews have been really, well, really it? strong. So it's it's favourites in it um for the, in the sense that it treats the it treats 
it's such a weird thing to say, but it treats the monsters as like characters, yeah. yeah. Whereas not like dumping all the narrative on the humans for them yeah. to tell. It, it, there's, I think there's, uh, I've seen a review where it's like the the latter half of the film. There's like barely any humans. You just basically oh, with really? Kong and Godzilla, um, and like Kong sort of becomes like the main character sort of thing, and it just becomes like an animated film oh, setting. Nice. But I was like, yeah, that's quite sick. Um, reviews have been really, really strong. Um, it's eating up the box office. Yeah, and I really do want to go and see it in the pictures, but we are going to watch it. Yeah, but we were uh, saying before we review it because it, it, if we wait, like we're gonna have to wait potentially like another like six to eight weeks. That's wait till May. You're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna get it spoiled for you, and it's. <laughs> I'm not saying it's like gonna be the film of the year, and you need to, to, you, need to watch it, you need to watch it before someone tells you yeah. what happens. But I think, um, yeah, definitely see it in the pictures if you can. But for the purpose of the film club. Go and, go and buy it so you can listen to us talk about it. Yeah, so we're going to watch uh, Kong versus Godzilla or Godzilla vs. Kong, whichever way it's around. Uh, and that'll be monkey. Yeah. Um, right. Moving so, on. Moving on. There has been there's been an awakening. No, so the, <laughs> there's, um, there's been another big film that's come out that we talked about in the last episode. Huge. Um, and we, we actually, yeah, we actually do mean huge because there's four hours of it. But, um, we sat down and we've watched all four hours of Zack Schneider's Justice League. Mm. And, uh, yeah, we'll have a little chat about that. So, spoilers if you haven't seen it. Um, yeah. But we're going to have a little chat about that. So, we talked about uh, on the last episode. Well, I, make, I went on a massive rant about it uh, in the last episode. Um, but, basically, uh, Justice League came out in 2017. Uh, it was completed by Josh Whedon, the director of The Avengers, he changed basically all of it um, into his own what he wanted, um, and it, it 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 bombed. It was absolutely fucking awful. Um, <laughs> the, there was then a massive movement for Zack Snyder's cut of the film to be released. He was the original director who had the original vision. Uh, HBO Max is now a thing, and they have decided to give Zack Snyder full creative control to finish off. Uh, his original cut of the film, which we have now got, yeah, and we've and it's four hours long. It's in a ratio. What ratio is it? Four by three. So four by it's, three. Um, it's it's like somewhere between square and widescreen, closer yeah. to square, but not quite square. Yeah, it's it's a weird ratio, but it's nice. Once you get into it, it's such a crisp and like the the quality of the image was just insane. Um. And yeah, there's uh, it tells obviously picks up from Batman versus Superman, and um, it tells basically the, what happened after that. Um, ben Affleck is obviously back as Batman. Henry Cavill as Superman. Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman. Um, Flash is in it. Aquaman's in it. And there's a bunch of other characters that didn't make the the, the original cut, the Whedon cut, that are introduced in this one as well. Mm. Adam hasn't actually seen the Whedon cut. I've seen both, um, and we're gonna have a little chat about it. So first of all, what did you think of it? I loved it. I absolutely loved it. Yeah, I thought yeah. it was incredible, to be honest. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I haven't seen the 2017 version plainly because everyone said it was shit. <laughs> it was. And I was like, well, I'm shit. just not. I'm just not gonna waste my time with yeah. it then. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna watch it at some point because I do need to draw comparisons, mm. obviously. Um, but from what I've seen, like side by side scenes, um, comparisons of. Just like it, like just the way it's Not framed that, and images yeah. and stuff. Um, just so, so the, the, the main thing for me that like was really putting me off watching it now 
is um, I knew anyway that how the film looked. Mm. The the Joss Whedon version is so like saturated. Yeah, and there's just something about it that makes it look really tacky. I think. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, it's it's just far too much color. Yeah, like it looks like the outfits look so like cheesy <laughs> and like fake. Well, that was interesting. That um, and then in the new one, obviously. Zack Schneider's just like desaturated everything, made it look moody as fuck. It's what just it was so, eventually just so what cool. it was meant to look like. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um but that like just that one difference. Obviously it's a major difference, but like that alone, just like I, I just really don't want to watch the, <laughs> the fucking <laughs> don't blame version. Me, but I'm, I'm gonna do it because I need I do need to make that comparison. It, it's just so so it's just so mad to see obviously to have watched both of them. To see what some like how much he's changed and mm. that like to go because it was it was touted that he'd go into it and just like finish it it wouldn't yeah. be um he'd complete Zack Schneider's vision and stuff and just make just make sure he just edit it but he actually just made it into his own film and it's absolutely believe. disgusting like literally what he did like, um, I just don't understand how even if there was just like a really like rough cut yeah like say Joss Whedon takes the film on and they go, right, okay, so this this particular scene is is finished, you know, this this bit's ready to go, take a look. Yeah. This is this is what you're dealing with. And then for someone to look at something like that and go, nah, what what you want to do is you wanna um yeah. you wanna just basically pump up all the colours until they're like bursting out the screen. Yeah. And make everyone look like a fucking knobhead. <laughs> like on oh no, honestly, like the flat like when you look at the flash in Superman and like the reds are yeah. so prominent and yeah. it's like it looks like oh, I don't really don't know how to describe it without like I don't want to offend anyone anywhere, but like if you're into that, it's just shit. Like even yeah. if, if you look at the first two Avengers films, they're like borderline. Do you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. You can, it's so you can see him trying to push for it. What's the word? Like it's um, it's not like gimmicky. It's just like the, it's just the way it is. But yeah. like it's it's just far too much. But with mm. the Avengers, it works because that's just like a whole timeline of yeah going from one like mm. complete mood like. To go as heavy as it yeah, goes yeah, towards yeah, the end, yeah. but for that film to just be like it's supposed to be the end of the world, you know what I mean? Mm. And it just looks like fucking Teletubbies. <laughs> it's, it's, it looks it's like CBBs. It does. It's a heavy yeah, film. Yeah. It's supposed to be heavy. Make yeah, it yeah. look moody. Um, yeah. well, that was the one pissed me off. <laughs> that was the one thing I always think that uh, DC had. Um, they they had their own style with the films, certainly with Zack Snyder, where they were all just dark and like yeah. not not depressing, but they were just dark and um really grounded stories. The 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 one thing I liked about the, the obviously the DC characters over the Marvel characters is they're all portrayed as um sort of like these gods yeah. that are looking for that human element or mm. they're like they they want to know like they they they're always they have the power to like just literally destroy everything, but the they they want to be human like that's yeah. the um the they're so flawed like as characters which when you when you like mix that with Marvel Marvel is a lot more light hearted mm. uh, you know you can have like the end of the world scenarios like in the last two Avengers films and they're still quipping little jokes yeah, like yeah. all their friends are died and they're still doing a little <laughs> one liner here and there whereas in like the Zack Snyder films there's no like um. If if something's like dark, is some if something bad has happened, there's no little one liner. You 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 feel the like the emotion and stuff like that. That's not to say it's not. Um, Batman vs Superman is a really, um, it's fucking shit. But it's <laughs> it, it wasn't funny. Like there was barely any jokes in it. And then, 
I think he's acknowledged that. And then I found this one quite funny and played like the Flash is fucking hilarious. <laughs> Flash <laughs> film. Yeah. Aquaman gets some good one lines. Even Batman, like the, the little payoffs with Batman. Mm. Uh, ben Affleck, I think, is absolutely fantastic. Um, so really, I don't, I don't, I don't even want to say redeems himself because I imagine that was what he originally well, yeah, wanted he to do. So he hasn't redeemed he's, he's himself. He's just wrong, given yeah. his, his <laughs> true performance. Basically, he's just done what someone told him to do. Exactly. And then they've taken all the worst bits. Yeah. And he's been like, "What the fuck is this?" But um, like on the on the element of humor, there's that. Um, there's this bit I've seen between the two films, and it's when Superman first comes back. Yeah, and it, he fucking smacks Batman up, and he goes yeah. flying into the car. Yeah, yeah. And then in the in the weed and cut, he says that shit line. Yeah, because he says to him, he's like, "Do you bleed?" Yeah, and then he's like, "Oh, definitely bleeding now." And it's like, mate. Yeah, he gets all on. them little. It's like little and then Marvel in, in, clips. In the new one, he, he uses his things, doesn't he? What the, yeah, like, the things that um the gauntlet things that Alfred makes for him. Yeah, he's got these like, gauntlet things. Like, that's so sick. Like that's a good idea. Like that's yeah. good. Like use yeah. that. But um, it's definitely that it's definitely a thing, uh, a Whedon thing. I think getting the little quips mm. in because I was, I think Marvel have just continued continued it, and now it's just like a Marvel thing where they just do yeah. the little quips. And that's just that. I um, think that just stems. And from, it's and it's it suits the Marvel films because well, then you know, from, if you look at the first Marvel film, that's where it all stems from. Yeah, Iron yeah. Man's like a cheeky yeah. film. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't, but yeah. it usually lands in the Marvel films. And then obviously he's tried to bring it into the Justice League, and it's just absolutely fucking shocking. Mm. And um, I think they. they they, they did it in fucking um, the last two fucking Star Wars films as well. They were doing all these little quippy yeah. little one-liner things. Yeah. And it was just like, what are you just doing? It doesn't work. Shit. Fuck off. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but they've, but obviously his action either's just gone. And he's, he's put, he's put Flash as obviously the main comedic yeah. character alongside Aquaman and stuff like mm. that. But he's, he's also made Flash such an important character as well, yeah. along with Aquaman and along with Cyborg as well. Cyborg yeah. in the Whedon cut is just like a throwaway character. Yeah. In this cut, he's the main fucking, Unreal. he's the main event. He's yeah. just like, and you fully explore like how powerful he is and how like, um, again, how flawed he is as a character as well. Cause what's, he's, um, what's the situation then with DC going forward? Cause Aren't people saying like this was supposed it's to open up a sequel? So but, weird, yeah. But also, everyone's saying nothing's happened. So, so what's happened is, is um, this film's been released, and they it's, sorry to interrupt. Does the ending change? Like, because he reshot some stuff for the end, didn't he? The end. So, the, so the film itself like hasn't it changed, and then he's just added that little nightmare thing at the end. Yeah. So, in, in essence, the ending has sort of changed. So, there's a little mm. nightmare thing at the end. Um, and then everyone's like, why is he adding a nightmare thing at the end mm. if he knows that there's not going to be yeah. anything else? So it's led to now this new movement, which is restore the, <laughs> the Snyderverse. Just basically, uh, basically, people want him to just carry on. Carry on. Okay. Um, which the the interesting thing is, obviously, there's, there's no plans at the moment for him to carry on. He said himself that he's not very interested in doing any more superhero sort of films, which mm. is fair enough. Um, but he's there was two films announced one was called new gods um which was sort of about dark side and titans i was actually really looking forward to it and the other one was called the trench uh which would be about is like a little spin-off of aquaman film mm. um but they them two films this past week have been cancelled oh. um <laughs> because apparently new gods would have had dark side in it mm. very different to how he appeared in the Zack Snyder cut which right. suggests 
that they're actually planning to maybe continue with the Zack Snyder cut. Mm. Now, obviously, since then, they have um, started, cast, and, I believe, wrapped filming a brand-new Batman. So, Ben Affleck is now... um, Obviously, Robert Pattinson's now the new Batman. Uh, the what looks like is going to happen, which I think is happening for Marvel as well, which you spoke about, is they're going to start targeting sort of this multiverse sort of angle. Yeah. Where um, you have, which works in the comics fine, mm. but it's fucking ballsy for a for a um, for a film to do it um, with a mass audience. So basically, the idea is obviously you have Ben Affleck in, say. Um, I don't know, Earth 1 universe and it's uh, Batman there is Ben Affleck and yeah. then you'll have an Earth 2 universe which is exactly the same apart from a couple of elements and yeah. there you'll have Robert Pattinson's right. Batman on Earth 2 and then you can have up to as many fucking Earths as you want yeah. with all different Batmans playing at whatever you want um, all over the place. So they can just sort of run alongside each other. Which they're doing related. with, yeah, so which they're doing in Marvel now it looks like because obviously mm. um, Spider-Man looks like there's going to be all the Spider-Man in there um, uh, the one division heavily infl- heavily hinted at the 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 multiverse, and Doctor Strange two is yeah. actually called Multiverse of Madness. Madness. Um, so it does look like they're gonna target the multiverse angle, same as Marvel, but do it in a different way where mm. you've got different. So if you don't like the Zack Snyder, you might like the Robert Pattinson right. and just watch them sort of films but, but then there might be a time where Robert Pattinson might go into the I don't know, yeah. it's up to them um, but it does look like they're going to maybe continue with the Zack Snyder universe hopefully they do um, apart from uh, it was a really really good film but I'm just thinking off the top of my head obviously Wonder Woman 2 was fucking shite <laughs> I haven't even watched it and I know it's fucking <laughs> shite Aquaman did well at the box off box office. <laughs> did well at the box office. Um, and does warrant, I think, a sequel. I think they are mm. going to do a sequel to Aquaman. And then I think the Flash has got his own film. Yeah, is that ha- is that already happening or that is signed off? So I yeah. think they're going to do the Flash film, and that might be a continue. With that. I think that is going to be a continuation of the Snyder verse. Yeah, and that's going to have Michael Keaton's Batman in it. And Ben Affleck's Batman, so that is gonna be the shit. That is well, gonna be the multiverse one. How is that gonna? Because Flash can travel through yeah, but different only... multiverses because he's that fast. Yeah, because he, he does like the time travel thing. He's but yeah, only very so he's slightly. A ta- he can be a time traveler because he can go through time, obviously, because he's that fast. Yeah. But you can also back to the eighties. You can also go too fast and go break, yeah. break the multiverse yeah. and go to different uh, places. Okay. So they think uh, Michael Keaton's Batman's gonna be in it. And Ben Affleck's Batman's going to be here. They're going to sort of meet each other. Um, Mad. And there's also a thing where, uh, obviously, Negan from The Walking Dead mm. played uh, Bruce Wayne's dad in Batman vs Superman, where he gets shot. Oh, yeah. And there's also a hint that he'll come back into the Flash film as Thomas Wayne, but from the alternative uh, universe where Bruce actually gets shot. And Thomas Wayne becomes the Batman, but he's oh, like shit. he's got two guns and stuff, and he's Jeffrey actually just Dean, Jeffrey Dean Morgan is Batman. Yeah, and he like comes that. back and he kills people and stuff. He's like a brutal Batman. Yeah, he might. Um, yeah, yeah, that would be sick. Yeah, and then his mum Martha turns out to be she's like that universe's Joker because she has like a full breakdown at Amazing. Bruce's death. It's like fucking, it's good. Um, but yeah, so they they might sort of. I hope they go that route and they restore the Snyder cut because. It's fantastic. The film, it's yes, it's four hours long, 
Um, but you can easily break it, it up. In two parts, yeah. <clears throat> you can easily split, break it up into two parts or an splits, hour each. He splits it into chapters, doesn't he? I think he goes like full Tarantino on that, doesn't he? Just yeah. comes up like chapter four. Yeah, blah, chapter, blah. and he calls them like all, they've all got different names, the chapters. They're about, they're about 45 minutes long each. Yeah, so yeah. you can just like split it into a few parts. Absolutely. That's what I did. I think at the end of chapter two, I switched it off, I watched like an hour. Mm. Then I had to go and do some work. And then I watched like the next two or next three. And then I watched the last one at the end. It's um, fantastic. Yeah, it's, I loved it. It's Quality. super. The acting's brilliant. The The script is... the There's so much investments with the characters. It's like so much character development. Mm. It's fantastic. All the action is superb. It's mostly the same as what it was in the Whedon cut, which obviously is a damning thing on Josh Whedon to say all the best things in the fucking yeah. in his film all come from Zack Snyder. Um, the action's fantastic. All the characters are so true to the comics. Um, Henry Cavill comes back as Superman. Obviously, he gets reborn, and for some, the one thing it was like, oh, he's just walking down his little corridor full of suits, and he's like, oh, I yeah. fancy wearing black now. <laughs> he just there's like no context to why he's now wearing black, yeah. but he Other looks, he, he looks cool. fucking sick. <laughs> he looks fucking sick in black. Yeah, exactly. Um, but it's it's it, it was everything I wanted it to yeah. be. Um, one thing actually that, that just started to annoy me towards the end of the four hours, but it's obviously it's just like a motif, so mm. it has to be done every time mm. Wonder Woman or one of one of one of them came on screen. They had that little like music bit. It was like, it was, it was <laughs> yeah. like a fucking ringtone. <laughs> <at the laughs> no, 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 no. I was like, yeah. No, no, it was like, yeah. No, no, no. People got their own like theme tunes and stuff. And all they that. changed it a bit, so but, it like, wasn't that every one. Every time she walked into a into a fucking room, yeah. it did it. It's like, yeah, we get it. It was like, it's like, it was like a. Um, interrupting a pure epic. It was like a pure a yeah jingle. It was like, like a pure uh, Xena fucking yeah. <laughs> Xena like, theme tune. <laughs> like we get it. It's like stop doing it. Yeah, it wasn't actually the Wonder Woman one because that one's the one I've just done. But it was like a like a um like a proper Xena, yeah, warrior yeah, yeah. princess sort of like battle cry every time. I don't, she if, I don't know if you noticed it, like, but it was just it just got annoying. Do you know who I liked? Um, uh, Jeremy Irons as Alfred. Yeah, I absolutely boss. love Jeremy yeah. Irons Alfred. I knew the other um, new scene, didn't he, where he met yeah, Superman? Yeah, he's, and he's, he turned up. And then, but I love the bit where the where Batman brings them into the back cave. And like Jeremy Irons just watched them all walk off the lift one by one. Mm. <laughs> and he's like, what's going on here? And he's like, I'll put the tea on then. <laughs> it's just fantastic. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, I absolutely loved it. It was everything that I wanted it to be and more. Um, yeah, it was, it was four hours of brilliant. Like there was literally nothing wrong with it. No. Um, which makes it even the worst that we, that he, he never got to finish it in the yeah. first place, but at least now he's he's done it. Um, in, a, in a way, it's probably worked out best because there's no way. Because I think you maybe said um, last episode he had his original cut at yeah. around like the three hour mark. Yeah. Because he wouldn't really let him do anything. Yeah, yeah. So in a way, it's probably for the best. Like obviously, yeah. he could have just released the director's cut afterwards. But yeah, there was so much he wanted in it, and he the the he wanted it obviously because it was going to theatre. They have to have time restrictions on when it goes yeah. to theatre because. Um, that cinemas need so so just quickly so a cinema um, basically why, why a film is only upwards uh, caps itself really around three hours is because cinemas need multiple screenings in the day to make mm. money if you have a four hour film you're, you can only show what, four screenings a day yeah, whereas yeah. if you've got even a two and a half hour film you can show an extra two and make more money exactly um, so that's why cinema is always. That's why films have always been no more than probably three hours long. Yeah. But obviously now with 
streaming sites like Netflix, like HBO Max, Disney Plus, that boundary's gone. And yeah. If more people like the Zack Snyder film where it's four hours and they're happy to sit there and watch it all the way through or split it up into parts, yeah. there's going to be more directors who are given the opportunity to actually make what they visualised like in their heads. Like we said in the last episode, like Zack Snyder sometimes can be an absolutely fucking awful director but i think he's only an awful director in the sense that he can't work within a time constraint um because he normally does a director's cut and the director's cut of his films is always miles better Mm. than what he releases theatrically so maybe now he might work in that in that realm of doing three to four hour films where he gets everything that he wants to on screen which would be fantastic yeah um, I think he's spot on there to be honest because he does sort of relish in that like early stage of oh, the film where absolutely. he'll just say okay this is ca- this is character you're going to spend like this much yeah. time with them now mm. and then like it just makes it that much easier that when something happens further down the line yeah. you you are so invested yeah. you actually care yeah. other, other, otherwise you've got films like here's a character and then <laughs> Like a, like they like die at the end, and you're the, supposed to feel sorry. The best for them thing with him is he did um, he directed the 300, the Spartan <laughs> film, which is like fucking. <laughs> I like it sometimes. It's, yeah, it's, boss, it's, it's a nice it's little boss, yeah. It's boss when you're a kid, and but like, <laughs> the comic of the 300, mate. I, like honestly, it's it's like a menu. It's that thin. <laughs> it's so thin. It's like a, a menu at a fucking mm. pub. <laughs> it's like that. It's like three to four. It's so thin. Um, There's not much to it, really, is there? And <laughs> exactly, but then he 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 churns out a fucking <laughs> two-hour film yeah. in with like a thin thing, so it just sums him up completely. When yeah. you just add, oh yeah, I like that, add that to it. Oh yeah, add that. Um, yeah, but um, I'm just, I'm made up. It got released in the end. Yeah, it's it was it was boss. I think that jump as well from uh, a twelve to fifteen. Yeah. Definitely, because you get the like, F bomb and stuff, and yeah, the and a little bit of blood. Just, yeah. Yes, that's what is we it, like. Was it, is it Batman that says something like he's gonna? He says, "I'm gonna fucking kill him" or something like yeah, that. Yeah, And it's like, go ahead, lad. Yeah, <laughs> Batman never swears. At the end, <laughs> or he says, he says, um, doesn't isn't Superman like flying above him or something, and like goes to fire the is mm. like is he fission animal or whatever, yeah. and he goes fuck. Like <laughs> <that>. <laughs> the um, appropriate response. Yeah, and melted. Yeah, but I actually I loved it. It was fantastic. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it was, uh, it was a belter. Watch it. Just, just I'd say it. it was a belter. It's a belter. It was a belter. Good four hours. Yeah, you've got a four hours spare. Go and watch that. There's an attack coming. My lord, this world will fall. I need warriors. I'm building an alliance to defend ourselves. How do you know your team's strong enough? If you can't bring down the charging bull and don't wave the red cape at it, you were sent here for a reason. And even if it takes you the rest of your life, find out what that reason is. Said 
lastly, yeah, uh, Disney's we latest, Disney's uh, latest, yeah. So we talked uh, just before about One Division, um, just briefly mentioned it, but they have now followed it up with um, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, which is now three episodes in, halfway, isn't um, it? halfway exactly. Uh, these are about, I think they're about an hour long. So they're much longer minutes. than what the Division episodes were. Um, and yeah, we're three episodes in. We'll go into a bit of spoilers for you. So basically, um, spoilers from now on if you don't want to know. But uh, obviously at the end of Endgame, Steve Rogers gave uh, Falcon the shield. Mm. Um, at the start of this series, Falcon gives the shield to uh, basically to America, uh, puts it into a museum museum. Mm. Um, where it should be on display, and in the end of the episode, it's revealed that the U.S. government has decided uh, to have a new Captain America, which is played by Wyatt Russell, who is the son of Kurt Russell. Didn't know that. And Goldie Horn. Yeah. Did not know that. Yeah, Kurt Russell's son, Wyatt Russell, is the new Captain America. <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> Adam Speechless. So what's her name then? Um, what's she called? Goldie Horn. No, her daughter. The actress, what's she called? Kate Kate. Uh, so they brother and sister? It's step. Step. Yeah, step. Step. There you go. Didn't know that. Yeah. Interesting. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> so Kate Russell obviously played Ego in Gardens Galaxy 2, and now his son is the new Captain America. Wormed his way in. Yeah, wormed his way <laughs> in. To, made <laughs> got his dad to pull a few strings. <laughs> uh but yeah, he plays the he plays uh the new Captain America. Um which in the comics later becomes on to become the um, someone called US. Uh, he's called US Agent or something in the comics, right. um, and he's sort of like half good, half bad. Um, he's in the comics. He's like ultra conservative. Um, believes wants like guns, gun, like yeah, like proper redneck. Like, um, and yeah. So so there's a new Captain America, um, and then. Uh, Bucky is sort of trying to get over his past of being a Winter Soldier. That's heavy. Strong PTSD um, of the people he's killed in his past. And then they sort of stumble upon this new group who are all super soldiers. They have the same serum as Steve Rogers. The flag smashers. Yep. And they're, they're now on the way we've left it. They're on the trail of trying to stop the serum basically getting mm. getting into someone some more dangerous hands and they broke out um zemo yeah. who was the villain in civil war uh and he is now sort of working alongside him but you don't half trust him because it's zemo yeah. uh, and he turns out to be absolutely stinking rich he's the ba- <laughs> he's baron zemo which is his actual title in the comics and he gets the mask as well in the tv show and he looks fucking sick um, and you get really good character development with him, I think, in the last episode. Um, with all of them, I think. I think that's the best thing with these Marvel TV shows is because the TV shows, you get a lot more character development um, and you get to find out a bit more, like, how they tick. Obviously, mm. um, Falcon, uh, it turns out he's got, like, a, um, money issues with yeah. with his sister and stuff like yeah. that. And then, obviously, you're exploring Bucky being um, PTSD. Mm. Um, you, you don't really get that... When you're no. watching the films, because you're just like, oh, there's a world-ending event, you've yeah. got to run, and, yeah. and then you don't really see what happens, like, say say the world-ending event happens on Friday, you don't see what happens on the following Monday, exactly. where they're just like, fucking rocking in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was, I was going to say, I think, um, 
not not at all really with um with one division because that was much that was like its own beast wasn't it yeah yeah um but i think with this it's so much more grounded in terms of Absolutely. like social and cultural yeah uh context um even just there's like there's really small elements of race when falcon talks to that kid oh yeah and then he says like oh what does he say my dad the calls kid him. calls him um there's a kid and he calls oh black falcon yeah he goes, and he's, and like, he's like no i was what? like well why well, what do i just call you black kid then yeah, and yeah. the kid's like oh shit yeah 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 so like, even just like a little time like that's like a 10 second bit yeah and then like you said like the money issues like he's an avenger but he's yeah. like he's, he's like getting himself into like exactly. death yeah yeah and bucky's like literally like drinking himself to death yeah it's um it's a it's, it's a it's like actually quite fascinating really because yeah. it really like humanizes the characters more yeah um and particularly because you don't know them that well in within you, the you franchise just think like, what i like about it, yeah characters. what i like about it is obviously steve rogers is the main character in his films and they're sort of like his little side characters and you only you only see their narrative through, yeah. through an extension of his yeah, exactly whereas now you're getting their own backstory without him yeah. Um and you're getting to know them a bit better. They play off each other so well. Yeah. Um Anthony Mackey and Sebastian Stan, they're just they're just fantastic when they're both on screen together. Um the so the first two episodes uh, I will admit were a bit slow. Um and then this third one was it's just fantastic, this third episode. Mm. Um it's picking up the pace a bit. I'm really yeah, so there's only we're halfway through, there's only yeah, three episodes left. left. Um, you can. I don't want to say where. I can sort of see where it's going, but um, I think the ramifications if it does go there will, will potentially big be massive. Um, for the rest of the, obviously the films to where, come and stuff. Where do you think it's going? Um, so I think there's gonna be obviously you had that um you had that old guy, the old black guy. Who who was black, actually who was soldier, yeah. he was actually black Captain America in Vietnam. Yeah, so they like actually another, another point obviously when Steve uh, he was in the ice, wasn't he? Yeah. Uh, they actually used the 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 trialed the um, the U.S. government trialed super soldier serum on black African Americans during Vietnam, just black African Americans, which is like plays a massive thing into yeah exactly into racism and stuff. Um, and one of them was this this guy who's now just an old fella but we've still got super strength and he mm -hmm. like regrets everything and stuff yeah because um, he basically he basically used them in the war exactly. and then like he was never decorated he was just yeah. shoved back like yeah yeah like yeah like you just said touching on what we said before yeah it really play not plays on it um, really focuses on that element and it's i so see so i see so basically they broke zemo out zemo if zemo follows his comics origins he is They've changed him a bit, so but and he's like a head, he's like the head of Hydra in the comics at one point, um, but in the TV show in this and in the in the Civil War, he's sort of against both sides. So he's against the Avengers because he doesn't believe in um, it's like superheroes cause so much destruction, and then he wants to get rid of Hydra because because if you get rid of Hydra, you get rid of superheroes. So he's basically. Yeah. Again, he's like neutral in that sense, um, but I can see potentially him getting maybe the super soldier serum towards the end, um, and maybe the, whatever ramifications of that is, maybe he sets up his own group or something like that. Mm. The other thing is, um, obviously, 
the new Captain America is going to have to get killed because <laughs> he's fucking <laughs> sh- fucking. Oh, it's, it's oh, I've never been so angry when I seen him pop up on screen. Um, but I think he'll either be killed or he'll turn into the bad guy. Mm. I think it's going to probably be he'll turn into the bad guy and take the super soldier serum and yeah. turn into this like uh, because it's meant to like um, what's good of you becomes like greater what bad becomes like evil yeah i think is the line in captain america one uh and i think there's a sense of like he's quite like shady and stuff yeah well he's already started working exactly on his own sort of thing so i think um he'll turn into some sort of like baddie with it and then they'll have to take him down and i think it will end with um how probably steve wants it to end with um falcon actually become the new captain america Nice. Where he's got the, he's got that suit. He's got he's got a six suit in the comics where he's got like half half Falcon, half yeah. Captain America, uh, and his wings go, um, they're like underneath the shields. So then when oh, he's yeah. flying, he's got a shield and then the wings and they oh, like sick. match with the shield. It's sick. Um, and then Bucky will be his little like sidekick, yeah. maybe still stay in his place. Um, <laughs> stay in his place. <laughs> stay in your place. You've still got PTSD. Um, but yeah, I, th- I think in the end, yeah. So. Uh, Falcon will probably be new Captain America. The new the Captain America at the moment will be turn out to be the body, and Zemo will somehow get away. Hopefully, because he's such a good character. Yeah, Daniel Bruhl. Yeah, he's, he's such so a good, good actor. Um, and we'll hopefully see him in in later works. But it's 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 been really really good. So they're like the it's getting better the, and better. Yeah, isn't it? the first two were slow, but the they they were, they were setting up the third episode, and mm. the third episode was really really good. Um, and you think now they're probably gonna, it's probably gonna kick on, and each episode's gonna like up the ante like it should. Um, but yeah, really recommend, really recommend it. We won't read it just yet because there's still three episodes yeah. to go. But really recommend that. Get on it. Get on it. Get on me. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck's sake. <laughs> um, yeah. So I don't think there's anything else. That's it, isn't it? To talk about. Um, so basically, we're not going to commit to another episode. <laughs> um, yeah, we'll commit to another episode. We're, <laughs> we're not going to. We're not going. This is the end. <laughs> um, so basically, um, we're not going to say when we're going to do another episode, but we will be doing another episode yeah. in the not. So we'll, we'll try and get it done in the next couple of weeks. Next couple of weeks, definitely. Um, we we'll just need to get this move out the way. I'm actually off next week, so maybe sneak one in next week. Very nice. Um, uh, but yeah, so so. Um, Kong versus Godzilla is the film to watch. Um, Trial of Chicago Seven is on Netflix if you want to watch it. Uh, Justice League Snyderverse is on Sky, Sky Movie, Sky Cinema. If you want to watch that, and, and free as well. Exactly. Well, got Sky, and Falcon and Winter Soldier is on every Friday on Disney Plus. <laughs> there you go. You like endorsing all these programs? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um, yeah. So so we won't. Um, We'll be we'll be we'll be back to review that Congress Godzilla. We've got a few other ideas lined up as well. Um but for now, as always, it's been a pleasure, Adam. <laughs> I've just put them off then. I Cheers, like, Adam. I was like, that's what you normally say. Cheers, Adam. Cheers, Jake. <laughs> See you later. I made a promise to protect her. He did the same. Godzilla. We need Kong. The world needs him.